Yep, we're back. It's Mile High Magazine. Murphy Houston here. Happy Sunday. Another special guest for you to enjoy a little chit-chat with. His name is Bob Bell. He's the founder of Food for Thought. Bob, welcome to Mile High Magazine. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Murphy. My honor. Well, let's talk about this. I was telling Bob I did a little research about what is food for thought. I didn't know what it is. I'd never heard of it before. Maybe you're the same way, but Bob's doing some miraculous help for kids. So talk about food for thought and how it all started, Bob. You know, it's an interesting story. It's it's driving up uh, Murphy on 11 years come this St. Patrick's Day. And I, I say that and I have to check myself because I can't really even believe that's how it happened. But, <laughs> bet. Uh, you know, very, very simple uh, origins. I, I'm, a, I'm a North Denver native and uh, well, was literally having a beer down at a, a local pub and ran into a teacher who who at some point was explained to me that she had 300 kids at uh, a school that I literally drive by on my way to my office every day who, by and large, you know, they get fed breakfast and lunch during the week at school, but they go home on the weekend without any, you know, clear path of how they're going to eat through the weekend and come back to school, you know, with a full belly on Monday. And, you know, you hear something like that, you can't fathom it. I've, I've been in this town my whole life and, uh, I mean, she said, just, you know, finish your beer and forget about it. Come over at my, come come on my school on Monday and I'll, and I'll show you the situation. And, um, I just did that. I went over to Columbia elementary and I met with those kids and with, and with Tracy and uh, her principal and, um, you know, just got my eyes open to the fact that there's a lot of kids in this quote unquote title one situation where these kids come from an average income for a family of four, uh, below 29 K you know, abject sure. poverty in your, my backyard. And, right. uh, so I just grabbed a couple of beer drinking buddies and figured we we're going to try to figure out how to, how to feed those 300 kids every week. So they had something to take home. I mean, what was it like when you saw that? I mean, as you just said, it's right in my backyard. I didn't have any idea. You must've been shocked. Yeah. Shocked, shocked, embarrassed, um, you know, and, and compelled. Right. I mean, it, you, you've all been there. You hear something, you can't unhear it. And, you know, I, I wasn't looking to do anything like this. I mean, I was just fat, dumb, and happy sitting here doing my real estate work. And, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you see something and you just know there's a reason you saw it and you better do something about it. And luckily, this Denver community has, has fully embraced it. And um, here we are 11 years later. Well, and how did it start? Okay, you saw this. You said, okay, I got some buddies. And what were the next steps? How, how would yeah. you even begin to do something like this? Well, you know, I had a little bit of exposure to this backpack program uh, in a rotary club I belonged to up in Arvada. So I, I knew basically, hey, here's the deal, Bob. You got to find food and you got to stick it in a bag. So, you know, not rocket science here. Right. So uh, we just decided for those 300 kids, we were going to try to feed them. And luckily was was down at Metropolitan State University on a completely different business uh, venture and, and kind of told one of the professors down there what we were going to do. He said, well, you can do it here. You can do it on this campus. And luckily he gave us a place. And so the steps were, you know, join the food bank of the Rockies. So we became a partner agency. And if, if your listeners don't know anything about the food bank of the Rockies, I'll simply tell you they're, they're angels. Oh, they are. They make, they make all of this possible for not only food for thought, but for all the food banks around town, they, they provide the resources to go get the food and allow us to pack a bag in an affordable fashion that sustains us. If it weren't for them, we, we could simply couldn't do what we do. So we became their partner agency and we just went about, uh, you know, figuring out how we could, you know, get the food purchased and get it assembled into a bag and get it over to those kids uh, on, on Friday so that 
you know, when they went home at three in the afternoon, they would they would have a bag of food to take home. So it's just meant to sustain them uh, through the weekend. We're not trying to feed the whole family. We're not trying to, you know, make it a six day a week proposition. It's to get them through the weekend. And that is growing. And what is it like now for you? Yeah, it's you know it's just uh, it just caught fire. I mean, the two principles that you know we founded it on. None of us were looking to do this as a job. It was just a labor of love. Sure. Um, and so we we have then and today absolutely zero overhead in this program. When I tell people that, they think, ah, this guy yeah, it can't be true. But I'm, I'm here to tell you it's true. So we don't have a truck. We don't have a building. We don't have one employee. Nothing. We work under the Colfax Viaduct. And we haven't missed a Friday in 11 years. Um, so we don't. We just simply refuse to have overhead. You know, a few of my buddies for the modest overhead needs that we have, we meet those needs personally. So that when we go out and raise money, which we've just become professional beggars, um, <laughs> you know, so that we can do that. Um, and then secondarily, you know, when we go to a school. We feed every kid in that school. They are all they're all in that same demographic, and we're not smart enough to try to vet out, you know, which ones are, are the are the most needy. I mean, we don't want to stigmatize those kids in that fashion. So sure, sure. we always we always designed it to feed every kid. So it just becomes kind of the culture in that building. Right. On Friday, we we get food, so no kid is looking down on another kid saying, "Really, you need the food?" So yeah. um, it started in that one school, and we did. Just as I said, we just started telling the story and asking for money, and now we have our collective arms around 13,000 kids in 71 schools across the city. That's unbelievable. 13,000 kids? 13,000 kids. So it's unbelievable. You know, I want to jump up and down and say, aren't we, aren't we something else? But again, it's embarrassing, Murphy, that yeah. there's this many kids in this economic predicament. And, you know, I get asked all the time, how, how can they not have food? But you know, I'm staring out the window at the snow and thinking about those little kids right now jumping on a school bus. They're trying to get, you know, warm shoes on their feet, a sure. coat on their back. And sure. in, in this, you know, I, I've been around this town. I mean, I know where we are economically now. It's not cheap to do any of those things, much less, you know, pay rent. And, and sometimes food just gets compromised. I can't explain it. I, I don't know why, but I know it's true that they don't have it. So now they do. Yeah. Congratulations on that, Bob. Bob Bell, founder of Food for Thought. And with these days of inflation and the cost of everything, I mean, my gosh, you can't even afford to buy eggs anymore. The growth, is it getting bigger now? The need getting bigger for what you're doing? It absolutely is. And, you know, we fortunately, again, because of the generosity of the Denver community, we've, we've never had to say no to a single school. But in the last month, we've added seven schools alone and about 1,500 kids. Um, so we're in five different districts, you know, across the city now, and it's very grassroots. So we just, it's, again, it's all volunteer. The trucks, you know, the, the quick process is, you know, on Tuesday morning, I have a couple of friends who do the purchasing from the food bank of the Rockies. They buy 30,000 pounds of food. I've got a friend that's got a semi. He delivers the food down to the Metro campus uh, under, under, under the bridge. I unload it with a forklift on Friday morning at, at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, uh, the, the crowd starts to come in. And by 7 o'clock, I've got 100 people there packing food. And by 8.30, all the food is delivered into the schools. And we all hustle back to work and get about our day. I mean, every Friday you do this. 
every Friday. You know, what we used to worry about snow and such. The pandemic came. We didn't miss one Friday during the pandemic. You know, we lost a lot of, you know, people that said, well, you're crazy. You can't do it during the pandemic. I'm like, well, these, these kids, and we just we just shut them out of their, their home base. They, the school is for a lot of these kids. It's that That is their home. It's where right. they get a hug. It's where someone says, I love you, and, right. and feeds them. And when we close that down, they were left with nothing. And so we, we weren't going to let them down. Do you do it during the summer too, when there is no school? Don't do it during the summer. We have, if that's one thing we learned during COVID, if if we can't get the bag into the hands of a little one, it's it's not going to work as well. Uh, if you put an adult in the middle of it, somehow it's going to get screwed up. So, you know, <laughs> our mission is to put the bag at the classroom door so the kids just know pick up the bag. So in the summer, quite honestly, when we started. You know, and even now, we just take those eight weeks to try to raise enough money to keep it going. If you can imagine, Murphy, our, our food budget now, again, the only bill we have at the Food Bank of the Rockies is $1.2 million a year. Jeez, that's still a lot of money you got to raise on your own with a couple of buddies. It's a lot of, I mean, it's you, a lot of money. So when they get, the food goes to the school and the teachers just, as the kids leave that Friday afternoon for the weekend, they just get this bag of food. That's it. We just, we, we put, you know, we've fill up a Rubbermaid tub. We know how many kids are in every classroom in every school we're in. We put the appropriate number of bags in a, in a series of Rubbermaid tubs. We set those pubs outside the classroom door. And we know the teachers don't need another thing to do. I mean, speaking of angels, sure. be teachers. But you know, we try to just make it simple enough that when the class is dismissed, they simply pull the lid off the bin and a, and a kid grabs a bag and goes about home. You know, you're going to talk to a lot of people here today, Bob Bell. And there might be a lot of teachers listening right now. And if they have the need, do you have room for more for people that need the help? Never say no. We never say no. You know, it's it's kind of our famous mantra. Like, you know, we don't we don't take money unless you kind of come down and pack the food. Because once you see it, your heart will catch on fire, and it'll happen. And you know, that's how the growth has happened. People say, well, what about school X, Y, and Z? I say, well, what about finding us fifty thousand bucks? Because that's what it takes to fund a school for a year. And Obviously, you know, with 71 schools in the fold, that magic continues to happen. So absolutely, we, we would entertain to help anybody we can. It's the only thing we can do. Sure. You know, we have money in the bank, and, you know, we built this thing five bucks at a time. That's what it costs us to put the bag together. And, you know, we are, we're squeamish if we have any money in the bank. I mean, no one's given us a dollar to let it sit in the bank. Yeah, true. Put that money to work and feed more kids. So how do the teachers reach out? Through your website, or how does that happen? Yeah, Everything, you know, again, no marketing department anything like that. The only thing we really have, we're really strong on social media, thanks to a, a couple of buddies of mine that manage that for us. So any of the platforms, be that LinkedIn or Facebook um, or Twitter, we're, we're all over it. But our, our, our bell cow is foodforthoughtdenver.org. That's our website. You can find out everything about us there. Our 990s on there. Um, you can see the transparency of what we do. The ability to volunteer is there. The ability to give us five bucks is there. It's kind of a one-stop shop um, where you can learn everything about it. And my personal information is is all over there. You can call me anytime and tell me how we can help, and we'll do it. So it's foodforthoughtdenver.org. That's how it starts. If you want to volunteer, if you want to donate money, if you want to find out the history of Food for Thought, it's all there. 100%. Well. Congratulations, Bob. You're, you're doing a wonderful job. What's that just feel like? What These guys that have been working with you and donating semis, tell people what that's like. So maybe that'll motivate them. Maybe they've had these feelings and didn't know how to get involved. So 
Tell them how it motivated yeah. you. Yeah, I think it's it's created a family for me. I mean, it, it's become my family. We've got 3,000 volunteers on our books. Um, you, you can't, if you can imagine, it's two degrees and we're down there under that bridge and, you know, it's it's dark and um, it's just it's just never a thought not to do it. I mean, people at their core are good. You hear a lot about, you know, millennials that, you know, aren't aren't worth this and aren't worth that. But All I'll right. tell you what, they're our, they're our backbone. They're down there. You know, those are the people. They don't want to just write a check. They want to put their boots on the ground. And, and you hear the same story about corporate America and man down there. We've got the admin and the CEO from uh, we we have a top 500, you know, roster of companies that are down there that you know not only come lend us their employees, but but bring us uh, money that we that we need. And, you know, they rally to the cause because when I mean, people hear that every single penny is going to go there. And if you're paying attention to the news here lately, you're hearing a lot about foundations where a dime goes on a dollar. That's not us. I mean, no, we, we we simply refuse to spend a dime on anything but the food. And it's 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 changed my life, obviously. And I think if you talk to any of our volunteers, they'll say it's life changing for them just to know that even selflessly you can do something for a couple hours on a Friday. And, you know, it might be a little dramatic, Murphy, but yeah. you don't know what it's going to take to change this kid's whole trajectory for his life. Right. I mean, right. These kids don't know the way out of the circumstances they're in. And maybe maybe one little thing and one kind gesture like helping this and feeding them will make that difference. Right. And is it mainly grade schools, elementary schools, or does it go junior high, high school? Yeah, great question. We're uh, we're in 11 high schools now. The predominance is elementary schools. We're in a few middle schools, but you know we, we built it at the elementary level, but now it's been adopted all the way up into the high school. But, you know, pr- predominantly it's at the grade school level. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you sit around, you think, how can I help? How can I help? The need is there. Here's how you can help. Foodforthoughtdenver.org. Volunteer. Donate money. Get up early on a Friday morning and go down to Metro and load up all the bags. That's got to be a good feeling, and you can be part of it. Bob Bell, congratulations, man. I mean, uh, God's looking down on you, and your angel wings are getting bigger all the time, and all those other volunteers. You know that's true. I believe that with my heart. I, well, we all do, and we're we're thrilled to do it. And you know, it's just uh, I think it gives everybody a reason to to know that it can be done. If we had a dollar for every time somebody said to me, "You're going to have to hire X, Y, and Z," and we just the fact is, you don't. No, nope. you know, a first year or two, maybe they had a point. Ten years into it, we we know what we're doing. We're yeah. very focused. You know, we don't get out of our lane. We just do food and we do it well. Yeah, we'll keep it up, Bob. Congratulations and best to all the volunteers involved. And thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine today. I hope this little conversation gets more coming your way. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Yep, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Murphy Houston here, Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next Sunday.